The following podcast contains mature language and adult discussions. Yo, why are you teasing me like that, bro? Fucking waiting for days over here. <laughs> Fucking should have known better with you, bro. I get you. I'm waiting. I'll get you eventually. Keep waiting, baby. <laughs> Keep fucking waiting. <laughs> Peace, dog. No doubt. Quite a week. Yeah. (laughs) Kevin's here. He's here. I had the sheriff's sheriff's department come by and do a wellness check today. I got got him good because it always works. And I was in like some really tight shorts. And as he was talking to me, I walked up to him and I said, I I pulled one of my balls out. And I said, does this look like a goiter? And uh, just that, that always throws them off because they don't know what to say, you know. It's in- yeah, they, they have the, the speech prepared. For, <laughs> Sir, we were notified that, yeah. and, you know, there's a big bulldog ball falling out of your yeah, pants. Yeah, big, big bulldog ball. Exactly. It's looking yeah. cool, little Mario. So, 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 so for the people that, that, that don't know, uh, the easiest way for me to explain this is so I, I I did the thing last week, and I mean I I'm not saying that I'm, I'm you know that I'm not in a, I'm I, I'm not in a great place, but I promise you everybody out there this whole fucking week, people have been saying man I, we we need you we love you, you were one of the best big man gee that's if you're trying to save my life you better say I'm the best big man okay but. Anyway, why don't you just list the three that were better than him? Yeah, yeah, exactly. While you tell him that, yeah, I so, some of your early shit was was tolerable, but we really need you to. But so anyway, um, Emily Sherman uh, was uh, Brad Siegel's niece, but she worked for us. I think she worked in the International or whatever when we were in WCW, and her and Scott uh, started dating. And she would travel with us a lot on the road when we go from from town to town, especially from Nitro to Thunder. And it was always this ongoing thing where they would say, well, what do you guys think about that? And Scott and I would both say, yeah, as soon as we get done sticking a pistol in our mouth. And then they would say, like, oh, that's not funny. And Scott would say, well, it is because we're going to leave a note. So... She's, you know, she, like a couple people buzzed her and they're like, hey, your boy Nash, I think he's in trouble. She watches it and pops. Like she watches it and pops. She's like, oh, they don't know the skit. The note gimmick. Yeah, they don't, like, they, like, no, it's, it's the note. 
You know, it's like that. That's that's what makes it. You know, that's what makes it funny. So who so who called the sheriff, or, or are they just listeners or viewers, and they decided People, on their yeah, own? just from seeing the news or TMZ or whatever. I I tell you right now, I could tell I, I could call them and tell them I got a guy with a fucking pry bar and a fucking uh, flamethrower on his back, and it, it takes six weeks to get there, but you know. <laughs> Have TMZ fucking with with their credibility, you know, pass the fact. And, 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 and what was dark about it? What was dark about that? Well, I mean, dark. That's not dark. What the fuck, man? That Wednesday show's darker than that. The uh, well, in the context of everything, I guess. You know what happens too. It, you get that snowball effect, right? So, like everybody here, we were t- the crew was talking before this, and nobody here was concerned. And so we go off the air, and I don't even think we thought twice about it, really. But you know, the, a couple of comments, a couple more gets a little coverage, gets here, and it becomes a monster. You know, you, you the the noise in the closet is a is a monster after a while if you keep listening to it. So. I think it was the people's consistent concern. And listen, I had I got calls uh, from people and texts from people just because it got bigger and bigger and bigger. And when it, when it reaches people's phones via the news, it instantly gets some credibility. But we're all happy to say that... Um, that the, you, you, you can see my pretty face. Yes. Uh, and it, gets, it, it is absolutely lovely to see it just framed perfectly by the... Coastal regions and the lakes of Czechoslovakia. We haven't shouted out that uh, in a, in a while. Is, is the uh, artist still in business? Or I, I, yeah, she's, I, okay. I, I see her. I see her work. You know, I think it, I, I would hope people are, are, are still uh, buying her. I, I I haven't got tired of it being behind me. So here's uh all right. So some feedback here. I came across this news story. In something called the Sportster, if you can get that link up for me there, and uh, I happen to agree with it. It's uh, it's called the article is called "Why Kevin Nash and Sean Oliver's Click This Is the Best X Wrestler Podcast." So it's not even up for debate in the minds of the folks at the Sportster um, and the author what, Dylan. What is the reason, McIntyre? Um, well, it's a long read. It it um, it uh, let's go through it. Kevin Nash and Sean Oliver always had excellent chemistry together, dating back to the days when Nash would often guest appear on Oliver's revolutionary shoot interviews for KVU Commentaries, a company that pioneered the world of shoot interviews. Uh, if you're unfamiliar with this type of content, blah blah blah. Let me go down. Nash's interviews with Oliver stood out from the other wrestlers interviewed. As you can imagine, Nash would never get as animated as someone like a New Jack or a Jim Cornette, both often collaborators. But their conversations were much more relaxed. Nash is someone who projects coolness, exuding that understated charisma. These interviews back in the day helped to shed a new light on Nash for certain fans as they got to see just how laid-back, witty, and intelligent Nash is in his day-to-day life. You are able to identify with the big man after all the years of hearing about him through internet narratives. You got the real person, and Oliver was the perfect co-host for that because it was clear the two liked each other off-screen. Loved! Loved! Love, Daddy. 
So, no, all right. So there's the first reason, I guess, is the chemistry yeah. that they reference, and then uh, number two, Nash brings his unique perspective to the podcast. Uh, and uh, yeah, so they do talk about your uh, not being afraid to talk politics, um, applying what you've learned from the business on today's product. Everyone, go look, go go read it for yourself. It's a it's a fine read. So that's the first piece of feedback I have this week. Um, Eric Sims, I was forced to hear from once again. Oh, yeah, because I had my timeline wrong. Yeah, he was happy to mention. So I get the text, quote, here's the text that pops up from me. Just heard the podcast where I was mentioned. Good stuff, but Kev was off with the pod, with the timeline. The NWO loop was 2016, and my Bell's palsy thing was 2011. So I... I I wrote to him. I said, uh, uh, thank you. I forgot to tell you that we actually mentioned you. He writes back, always love hearing stories about me. But did he, did he, at any time, did he say, uh, and I never said that Nash gave me Bell's Posse. He's just saying, no, the fucker gave it to me in 11, not 16. Not 16. <laughs> That's all it is. That's right. You weren't exonerated anyway. No, there. no, no. <laughs> I, I, I'm still fucking. I, I still get fucking prick of the year award. For anyone that missed it, uh, Eric was attributing his uh, Bell's palsy uh, bout to dealing with Kevin for a weekend of signings. It was like four days, maybe three days. <laughs> but he's one of those guys, man. Like I said, I said it last week. You know, it's just. You look on, you get on your phone and you pull it up and it says estimated arrival time seven minutes from your hotel and he wants to leave an hour and 40 minutes earlier. And he's, he's another one of them cats who doesn't fucking eat. You know, it's just like, dude, I got to eat. I got to, like, if you were eating something, did you see the size of him? Oh my God. Nice. What's his, what's his little, he's got a beautiful little, I don't know if he has any. I really haven't talked to him. He had a beautiful little daughter that really kind of. She's good. I, I ran yeah, to Eric in Philadelphia a couple of weeks he, ago. He, it, that really chilled him out. I always liked him. It just, it, but sometimes, man, when he would go into that, you, you, the gimmick table, when he'd be selling the, you know, he'd have some noise making shit. And I mean, it was just like, fuck, dude. There he is. Which one this, is he? he? Eric's in the middle. <laughs> Eric's in the middle. Oh, okay. This is right after he fucking stomped fucking uh, <laughs> Atlas with his vans. Stood then, on his face a little bit, yeah. And, and then wouldn't do the job for Tatanka because he was in the <laughs> click. Because you can get a click buried. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, fuck. Eric Sims, great source of uh, material always. Timothy says, this is the only adult wrestling podcast that is up-to-date and not living in the territory days and the Attitude Era when ratings were through the roof and the wrestlers were on the road 300 days a year. Click, this is a breath of fresh air. The only adult wrestling podcast. Are there many children ones that I need to know about? Well, I'd want to talk about something before we go any further. There was this one time we are in Tupelo, Mississippi. This is, this, of course, Mid-South. Whose face should I put up for you here? Who would you like to? Ah, fuck. Any, you got a handful yeah. you could choose from. Uh, Baggett Building Company. Kevin will probably never read this. But no, I'm but I'll, sorry. I'll have it read to me. 
Yes, you will. But I'm so sorry about all the loss you suffered last year. It may not matter to you, but the strength you show in such difficult times is so inspirational and motivating to people who have lost someone or thinking of suicide. Suicide or giving up on life may be constantly going through your mind, but you continuing to do a podcast and interacting with fans through such turmoil is saving people's lives through example. You may not believe it, but it's like you are here to save lives just by living. Thank you, Baggett. Thank you. Official. You know what? I, I, so, so in, in essence, so like last week, by saying that, you know, some some people like point out saying like, you know, there's a lot of people out there that are thinking about doing that, and, and you saying that um, is almost encouraging. Like, well, fucking if Nash is is Nash is going to fucking you know pull it, and I never you know, and I'm not saying that. Um, there wasn't a, a a period in the first four or five days where it's like I put I put, took my fucking handguns, put them in the safe, locked them, took the clips out. I mean, took the fucking bullets out of the clips. Like there was a, a there was a time that I mean where it was like, what the fuck? And but I used to always do this thing throughout my life because I've always had handguns where you stick a gun in your mouth. You know, just you just occasionally, like maybe once a year, you stick a gun in your mouth. And For what purpose is this? Fucking check. You know, just check. I remember one time I was fucking in, in, on, a, in, on guard duty. It was Christmas. I was out out in the fucking one of the towers. It's my first Christmas, you know, where at a nuclear missile site, and I'm sitting out there for four hours, and I fucking just. Locked and loaded around in my fucking M16. I stuck it in my mouth, and then I fucking it got, man. I got you get, you get real scared, you know. You're like, oh, and you you, you, know, you take it out and you unload it and everything else. And uh, it's um, I don't know, man. Is it like that thing? There is a thing. I don't know what you call it. It's it's, it's a it's a it's a temptation. It's 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 going to the edge of the cliff. It's like when you're walking over a grate, like a sewer grate, and you have your keys in your hand, and you start twirling them. You know, it's it's that it's that it's just, just standing it, at the edge to see what the fear does to you. But you don't put. It's like I, I never put my finger on the trigger. You know, it's like you you know mm-hmm. like you hold like you don't you you don't put your hand on on, on the on the on the trigger. Um, you handed me a fucking handgun one time. The thing was like a cinder block. It, 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 it weighed like a cinder block. That's a, that's a, a Israeli, uh, an actual. Uh, it's a Desert Eagle fifty caliber, but that's the that's the tactical model. That's not the. Uh, I've shot that um, uh, before one handed. It's 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 a bear, man. The, were you numb for a week from the kick? No, no. It's but it's. It, it, I, I don't know if I can do it now. My shoulders are so fucked up. So I have something I want to say. So everybody jumped on this whole, you know, Nash is going to, you know, oh, my God, Nash is going to commit suicide. Nash is going to commit suicide. And um, can can we pull up my last Instagram of just myself? Can we pull up a picture of me? This is you like buying a drink at the gym and just, you yeah, I'm, I'm just look walking. like fucking Thor something. Yeah, I, I, just, I just want to – I just want <laughs> – I, I want people – so does this look like somebody that is not taking care of himself? 
that like like right now, am I contemplating like what my next set is, or am I contemplating, you know what, with a pump like this, man, it'd be a good time to put a fucking bullet in my head. It's like, come on, look at me, man. I'm 63 fucking years old. I've worked my fucking ass off. Like, use some common fucking sense. You know? You're also manscaping that beard very nicely. Keeping that shit fucking tight. There's a little little bit of paste in the hair. Bit, it's a little bit of fucking... I've got some product on. I mean, you know? But, hey, you know... Reports of my demise have been greatly overestimated. Okay. Well, that's good news. Uh, Official Fingers Mick. Best way to start a Monday morning. Much love from England. Josh Hines, I struggle with addiction, and listening to your podcast really helps me and takes my mind off things. Fuck the haters, man. You guys are awesome. Hang in there, Josh. You can do it. Willy Wonka, 3409. This is a very well-put-together show. I tried to listen to Cornettes after this, and it's unbearable. I don't know how I was ever, ever able to listen to it. Well, Corny is a very dedicated following. Yeah. You know, they, listen, you, you, when you go to a concert, you expect the band that you're seeing to play certain songs. You're a fan of that band. Everyone's a fan of that band. For the same reasons, right? Yeah. If you walk in and you sit down and Guns N' Roses walks out and Axel says, you know, tonight we're going to do a string quartet, play some of our favorite classical music. With that you, voice of his now, I'd say, fuck yeah. <laughs> You're not <laughs> staying. So, and Corny plays his music. We play our music here. You like yeah. it, you stay. You don't. You don't have to buy a ticket. And Corny plays his music, man. That's right. If you want to, I mean, if you want to come over to uh, Morton's and have a steak, uh, we're here. And if you want to have a bag of crystals, he's got a couple options. Mm. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> we, we love Corny. Hey guys, Double J, Jeff Jarrett. Need to call a timeout real quick here. I wanted to tell your listeners what I've been telling my world listeners for a while now. It's about all the incredible things happening over on adfreeshows.com. We're joined by Wrestling Royalty as David Crockett takes us month by month through Jim Crockett Promotions booking logs. David and Conrad dive into the towns, matches, and money of JCP in January 1985 on The Book. Uh, Charlotte is really the home of Jim Crockett promotions. Is it not? It is. Yes. It's the home. The thing is the Greensboro was always the home of Starcade. Any, you know, that the, the bigger matches we would take to Greensboro. Main reason is over the whole area, we had more population and road systems going to Greensboro than we did Charlotte. We look back on the Turner years with the men who lived them. For the first time ever, JR, Eric, and Tony sit down with a couple of drinks and share stories like you've never heard before on the Ad Free Show's exclusive After Hours. Well, in 1905, I had a regular size growing up refrigerator. I was a grown up man. <laughs> uh, and I had a washer and a dryer. Shazam! <laughs> and they were, they were moved from, by Turner from uh, Texas. 
They told me we're going to put them in storage while you stay at such and such hotel downtown. Chat one-on-one with the Podfather, an extension of the popular Ask Conrad mailbag series. Conrad talks live with ad-free shows members, answering their questions about wrestling, mortgages, and everything in between. I appreciate you saying that. I feel the same way. You know, I've I've met a lot of great people through here, and um, you know, we all have something in common, and, and that's our love of wrestling and our inability to just. Um, let it go you know we, we all have this insatiable thirst and quest for more and we want to learn sure. more and be more involved and i think it's cool that we all really for lack of a better word share a passion like that and as a result man we can have a lot of fun together hey that's just a small taste of what ad free shows has waiting for you including a brand new perk getting to join in on the live recordings of the shows with four levels to choose from see for yourself why ad free shows is the best value in wrestling today sign up now at adfreeshows.com that's right sign up today at adfreeshows.com listen kev have you searched your place your apartment your house your condo for documents uh that the government might be looking for apparently like gremlins someone has watered them and they're <laughs> popping up everywhere what the fuck i, I mean if you had any i i <laughs> I sat there with it. Okay. If there was ever a fucking time to absolutely go senile, I'm fucking out of my mind crazy and use that in any form or fashion, I'd get back on the bike and take another fall, whatever you got to do. But this fucking silence thing, like, dude. So we, you and I had this conversation, and, and 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 we said, "You got Biden is 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 a, is a bishop, and fucking uh, Trump is a bishop." Well, Biden is only being charged with with with, with molesting twelve children, while Bishop Trump has three hundred. It doesn't fucking matter. And then on top of all that, you fucking know before the midterms that this shit is fucking, it, it, you got this red hot shit and you've got all these, you've got this incredible amount, probably the most in the last, probably since fucking Eisenhower, that are sitting there that are un, undecided. Are you going to tell me that fucking six top secret or, or classified uh, pieces of material hanging out next to your fucking Matt Helm fucking Camaro or uh, Corvette? Come on, man. Who, who says that? Is it is it Moss that does that on the... On the, on the uh, come on, man! I think it's Moss. The recent yeah, Brian Moss. When the others... When Trump's was in the news... Even if you don't remember that you might have taken something, do you turn to someone and go, should we make sure we're good here? Like (laughs) when the dealer across the street gets raided, you probably move your stash. Or at least pick up security. (laughs) Yeah. I I just look at that, man, and it's just like once they... Who has 
a building full of paperwork that they haven't been in since they were vice president, just sitting around. <coughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It, it would I, just seemed to when me. I got, when I got out of the service, I took all my top secret um, clearance <laughs> shit and put it in a shredder. Did you? Yeah. There was so much of it, I had to actually use a super shredder. Oh! That oh, was a setup from the beginning. Didn't see it coming. There it is. Uh, hey. Uh, no, but I did. I, sh- I shredded all my fucking top secret shit up. Do they so they give you it upon your uh, your, your, your PR, discharge? Yeah, because I was in that PRP uh, PRP deal, personal reliability program, and all that shit. What is that? I don't even know what that is. It's just you gotta, you know. You, you, and, and the funny thing is, is man, we were drug tested. Like, oh my god, we were drug tested so much, but uh, we used to fucking dip our fingers in, in bleach. To piss on your finger and when it, it comes out? Yeah, and, and piss, because fucking, you sit on that tower at nighttime, fucking take a fucking can of diet Sprite, bend it up, and take your fucking little, little pen off your shoulder that's got your rank on it, and put a couple of holes in that motherfucker, and dig a carburetor on the side, and little borking riff out there. I never realized that. I, I guess they're, I guess you're, you're randomly tested, uh, oh man, we were all the time. How do you get it in? What the hash? Yeah. Fuck man, you, you got to roll your. You got to roll your. Uh, as they as they call it in the army, you got to blouse your boots. So you just put it in your boots. Put it. Put it anywhere. So you put buy it, it like when you're when you're out in go whatever to, you go, city you're in. You, you go to the Bonhof in Frankfurt, and there's always some some Jamaican dudes. And they always they they always carried and you and you would buy, I mean it, it, you would buy a piece of a piece of hash this big, mm-hmm. okay? That's this is this is a big ass fucking pencil. I don't know if you can see that. It's a big fucking pencil. Um, that, that would be that would be two hundred marks. So that would be about sixty bucks for that piece of hash, and that piece of hash would last you a month. You usually got Lebanese blonde. So what we usually got there. So you'd have to stash it in the barracks. It wasn't just a one-time use. Yeah, but it wasn't like they were fucking taking drug dogs to the barracks. Well, I don't know. I used to always, and then when uh, I, when I would take it to and from the uh, the NATO site, I would always put mine in my and my chemical my uh, my gas mask. Because it wasn't in my possession, so that way there I'd be like, "Fuck, wasn't it?" Motherfucker wasn't in there when I handed it in. Maybe you need to talk to Roy. So. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford anything, wherever you listen. Uh, You know, I got a text last night about Jay Briscoe's accident. 
Ugh. And I didn't see it anywhere. So I was I was like, eh, maybe this is this is wrong. But within an hour it, it came up. And uh so I just wanted to take a moment to write anyone that I know that I never met Jay Briscoe, but anyone that I spoke to, both both brothers actually, they they always said great things about them. They seem to be universally liked in the business, just from people talking to me. Kev, did you, did you have any anything? I, I I met him. I met him uh, one time. I want to think it was at Winston Salem that WrestleCade thing, and I just uh, I seen a couple tapes and uh, some YouTube stuff, and I thought that they were related to like the, like the Briscoes, you know, like Jerry right. Jerry and them, you know. And uh, so I thought maybe, but it, it was like, fuck, they're too, they're too young to be, mm-hmm. you know, to be Jerry's kids or anything. But I just walked over and I just wanted to introduce myself because I thought they had, they had a great look. You know, they had a great look. And uh, I don't know. I just, I, I'm glad I did. And it's weird, man. Sometimes there's a, a room full of, uh, of guys that are on the independent scene and these two guys stick out, and you walk over and say, "Hey, man, how you doing?" And uh, yeah, like they—if they, you told me that they were rappers, if you told me that they were BMX guys, if you told me they—they they have that look. Mm-hmm. They just have that money look. They've got that 2022 look. Yeah. Now 2023. No, they're actually still a little more. They, they, they look 22 to me, 2022. They'll eventually get up. To, well, not both, but... Yeah. But anyway, so, um, of course, Jay passed. His daughters were in the car. Uh, one was in surgery last night. Again, we're a little behind the... Uh, you'll be hearing this a few days after, so... Uh, the girls survived, and uh, one was being operator on the other driver though uh passed away those fucking roads do you have a picture of that you know firsthand from driving all over the place that when you have no median dude i drive up and down this beach road and there's like especially down where i live yeah like when i leave here tonight and the fog comes out and the visibility yeah this that's what i travel on only difference is, is we've we've got uh, that palmetto and all this other shit, uh, Spanish bayonet, everything else. So all it's like you can't see anything but the road. And then we we also live, and I'm not saying in any way that it takes away from from that that shit road there. But you know what, man? All it takes is somebody to to. to there was a, a there was a thing on the, on the news the other day. And this woman was, I want to think it was in, in the University of Iowa has this machine. And they're, what they're trying to do is show people like how long, and, and what they're doing now is because every, every uh, car's got that giant touch screen. Mm-hmm. And they were, they, the guy said, punch in, uh, and he gave her a, a, an address. And so it's it's simulated like you're in traffic. By the time she punched th- like three of the numbers in on the address, she had already wandered like half a Over tire, the line. half a tire into that lane. 
Mm-hmm. And she's going in three lanes of traffic. This isn't bumper, this isn't, you know, head, head on situation. And it's like, I just, I just beg people and anybody that has ever uh, traveled with me knows that you, we will not leave wherever we're at. If I'm at the wheel, if everyone in the car does not have their seatbelt on. And that's just a rule. And people will always come up with this, yeah, but there was this one time where the guy went off the Delaware Gap Bridge and they say that if he would have had his seatbelt on, they would have never, like, okay, that one time. Yeah, the odds are still great. Every other thing, you, you die because you get thrown from the vehicle or you die because you go, it's just like, your, 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 your dome is, and on top of that, that restraining system is there to restrain you. Have you ever seen some of those pictures where the, the guy's got his feet up on the dash and they get in a wreck and that bag blows and that bag just takes the guy's legs and bends them backwards over his head? I mean, those airbags aren't to fuck with. Mm-hmm. And, the, and the system is you have a restraint belt that puts you this far and then that thing comes if you're if you're if you're coming you know at, at 500 miles an hour inside of that vehicle and, and catching that bag that bag could break your neck mm-hmm. and then the it, people would always say well i'm in the back seat i'm like yeah you're in the back seat you're gonna come at me with the force and this is the truth the force of a rhino your fucking skull's gonna bash off the back of mine and you're going to kill me because you think you're safe in the back seat. Put your fucking seatbelt on. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I, I don't think he had his seatbelt on. Reports are that, that he didn't. I don't want to yeah, and it's just bearer like, of force, false information, but right now the reports are that he did not. You know, and it, it's one of those things, man, it's just like that. The, people will have to deal with that the same as is I have to deal with the fact that my, my son, you know, drank alcohol and it affected his body. And it's like, those are, there, there's, we're all going to go, you know, at some time. Um, I promise you, and I promise everybody that, that that's watching and listening, this motherfucker ain't doing a job until the man upstairs tells me, dude, I booked you, and I'll, I'll kick out on two and a half if I get a chance. So don't think I'm going to fucking do a clean job when I ain't, be, when I ain't even on the card. I, pr- I promise you. And, and that's about as wrestling as we're going to get tonight. <laughs> I was going to say that was a very cornet way to say you're not going to kill yourself. Um. Nobody loves nobody loves them some Kevin Nash quite like Kevin Nash. NMLS number six five zero eight four equal housing lender. Woo! The five star reviews are in, and it's confirmed. SaveWithConrad.com can save you thousands. Jimmy E writes that we saved his family more than a thousand dollars a month. James S says we saved his family more than twelve hundred dollars a month. But how much can you save? It's free to find out right now at SaveWithConrad.com. But if you've got a second mortgage, if you've got credit card debt, or even worse, if you're in a thirty year loan, it's not a matter of if we can save you money, but a matter of how much. At SaveWithConrad.com. 
How about how about Chad Frost as a wrestler? What do you what do you think? Oh, what the fuck, man! So, Sean Waltman gives me a text. He goes, "You watch it? You watch Young Rock?" I said, "Yeah, I watch it here and there." You know, I said, "It's it's on my my DVR." He said, "Did you watch this last episode?" I said, "No." He goes, "He said you got to watch Chad Frost." So. On the left is Chad Frost, okay? Now, Chad Frost, so kid tells me, kid tells me to, to Google Chad Frost. And Chad Frost turns out to be uh, Shawn Michaels. And I, so I, and the I character of Chad Frost is, in is the show. Actually, Shawn Michaels. And I guess that, like, in the episode, like, The Rock thinks that Hunter's burying him. And um, so he goes in, and I guess, like, Gortz, and I remember this a lot of times, like, being around Gortz. Like, Gortz is one of those guys, man, that he just has the ability, I don't know if he's, like, the predator where he can like go into that camouflage shit and just like be in the room and you don't see him, but I, I guess he was in the room for this and um, Shawn Michaels went in and buried fucking Dwayne, and uh, so the, the Rock went in and goes, "Hey, I, I know you know that that that," and he was like, "No, that's not who who did it at all," and it was. It was Sean. Sean at the time was hurt. And the thing is, is so kids talking to me about this, like, how do you not know this? And I'm like, it was 1999. Like, I wasn't there. Like, it's hard to, it's hard to imagine that the clique was separated for so much of this, you know, turmoil and shit that we caused I don't know anything. I don't know the reference. I don't know. The, so then I said, to, I, I, I text Sean back and I said, why wouldn't Dwayne just bury him? Not that I want you know, Dwayne to bury Sean. You know? why, go th- why go through the trouble of the Chad Frost? And, and then it's, then I go like, oh my God. It's like, that's like a double double. If it's just Sean, then it's like, okay, well, obviously they didn't, they didn't get along. And then Sean gets the rub for being on the show. This way, Chad Frost is the fucking cat. You got to look it up, and they may and they fucking spell it out for you. And then it's like a a, a double fucking yeah. jab. You don't, give, you don't even give him the mention. No, it's a double jab from Dwayne. And I just thought, like, wow, like he like. I don't know if the fucking click would have any heat if Sean wasn't in it. <laughs> I mean, yeah, how much fucking shit? He had a ton of fucking heat. Yeah. You know, just like... A lot of it diver- deservedly so, just from an, from an attitude perspective, right? He was a cocky fucker. It, it, everything that made Sean work in the ring was... Be- like, there, there are guys in this business that... And I think, like... Um, I think Punk is one of them. Like Punk 
kind of has that where he kind of rubs people the wrong way a little bit, and he's, you know, he's just not he's not he's not a guy that's going to walk in. Like I think Rod Van Dam might look at fucking him and say, "Dude, you're fucking up my zen." Right. You know. So, but that same quality that he has in real life makes him fucking like like so great of of a character that you can fucking you can invest emotion into. You know. Yeah, your, your best workers their actual personality should creep out somewhere and if you're talking about professional wrestling you know it's it's got to you got to be a pretty special cat to have your personality be that engaging on television for so long so yes the things that made Sean uh, a shitty person uh made him a great heel but you know what the thing is is like he was only shitty to those people that weren't him. Yeah. But I, I mean, I, I never really had any, there was a couple little things like when, when, when I told him like, just to fuck with him that I wasn't putting bread over and he wasn't seeing the belt at WrestleMania. Jesus, if he'd had a fucking butcher knife, he'd have killed me. Uh, but it was, you know, like he, he wanted what he wanted, and it, it's just like... I'm doing a project with one of your friends, and he told a story about being in the car with Sean, and Sean was getting frustrated that you guys were getting ready to leave. And do you remember what Sean said? That motherfuckers have got to go up against me. When they leave, they're going up against me. Well, I think there's a, a podcast that... Uh, a good friend of mine does Eric Bischoff. That's very uh, one of my favorite podcasts, and um, I'm pretty sure that 83 weeks uh, <laughs> we we went against him and he did did pretty well. I love that when all when all arguments fail when your friends are leaving, you go, "Well, going up against me, so you know." <laughs> and you know what? In, in his defense, though. Like he he fucking put me over WrestleMania. He, he 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 number one he got me hired. Number two he 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 put me in tags as soon as he like as soon as he realized I could work a little bit. He put me in tags. He gave me spots with him and Scott. Like he they brought me in, and then when he he stepped down and I worked with Scott and I moved up the ladder. Then I had my Royal Rumble and and, and Providence. Uh, that fucking Nash kid looks pretty damn good there, fucking clean, fucking 320. Um, but, I mean, you know, Sean did all this for me, and now it's his turn finally to get become the champion, and two of his best friends are like, sorry, dude, you're going to have to find somebody else to work with. We're fucking taking the cash. I mean, I can see his point. I don't, I don't have a problem with that. Oh, I don't have a problem with him being upset, but the reasoning was funny. Like, you're, you're going to be going up against me. And if you want to see Kevin and Sean's match from In Your House, be good friends, better enemies, um, Thursday, uh, January 26th at 9 p.m., ad-free show subscribers at the $29 level and up. 
can watch that match with Kevin and me live and uh, ask some questions, hear Kevin's thoughts about the match and everything else surrounding the Sean Kevin saga, Sean Michaels Kevin saga. There it is. The ad, the official ad for the live watch along $29 and up, January 26th, 9 p.m. Um, Look at that fucking Diesel. He's just so smug. I don't think, do you ever consider, if you were not boys with Shawn Michaels, would you have been able to tolerate him in the company? You know, we're talking about it from a perspective of, yes, a guy that got you hired and, and all that stuff and the WrestleMania I, I, match I, and all that. But I don't I, I, I didn't know him in any form or fashion besides a, an ally. Right. But but I suspect had had he not been in your inner circle, I'm pretty fucking not have tolerated. That I'm situation. pretty laid back, man. I'm, I mean, when it comes down to it. Sooner or later, you, you get out there with somebody, and if, if, if he can't beat your fucking ass, he really needs to watch out what the fuck he does. Because, man, you can fucking you can sit and put him in a rear fucking chokehold and take a handful of his hair and fucking put it down his throat, and it, 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 it becomes... Didn't you used to blow up Sean every once in a while? Get in yeah. a chin lock and lean over him? I'd lean, I'd put all my weight on him, I'd try to tuck his fucking hair down his throat. He'd be trying to run my ass fucking ragged. I'd be like, okay, you want to fucking try to expose me? I'll expose you. I'll fucking just, I'll just fucking lean my big ass on you and fucking. Absolutely. But it was out of, it it was out of respect. You know what? It was one of those things, man. It was just like, we did it to everybody else. And when we worked against each other, it was like, of course we're going to do it to each other. Like, I don't give a fuck who it was I've worked with in my life. You tell Scott Hall to hit you with something. He is going to fucking paralyze you. He is going to hit you so fucking hard. It's just, I mean, God, some of the fucking belt shots he hit me with and I remember we broke each other. Like we went back and forth in like fourteen days. I broke his nose twice, and he broke mine once. Just like just, just from going hard. Just going hard, man. Going stiff, as they say. Yep. Which brings us to the stiff one of the week. Boom. Um, sponsored by segue. Blue Chew, Kev, oh, one of our favorites. Favorite. Um, listen, when you hear stiff one, you know we're talking about Blue Chew. That's right. This segment is sponsored by Blue Chew. Guys, it is all about the confidence. Blue Chew is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, but in chewable tablets and at a fraction of the cost. You can take them anytime, day or night, so you can plan ahead and be ready whenever the opportunity arises. The process is simple. Sign up at BlueChew.com, consult with one of their licensed medical providers, and once you're approved, you'll receive your prescription within days. Best part, all done online. No visits to the doctor's office. No talking about your schmeckle. Uh, no awkward conversations in the pharmacy. It's all done online, okay, and shipped to you. They're made in the United States, prepared and shipped directly to your door in discreet packaging. 
Um, so, listen, if you think you could benefit from that extra confidence when it's time to perform, chew it and do it, baby. Have some better sex. And we're going to uh, continue our special deal for you. For months now, it's been going on, and it's one of our most popular sponsors. Try it for free, okay? Just use the promo code NASH at checkout. Just pay $5 for shipping. That's BlueChew.com, promo code NASH to receive your first month free. Visit BlueChew.com for more details and important safety information. And we thank Blue Chew for sponsoring this segment. Well, the Super Bowl party's coming up. You can't have enough Blue Chew in your pocket. Mm. You go you go to somebody's house, you go upstairs, you bump into somebody, boom, half bath, little sunny godfather against the wall. I'm oh, just, little sunny Corleone, yeah. Close just the door. Saying, boom, boom, boom. Right, you never know. You got to be ready. Uh, no, and you and you want to fucking. I mean, you, you want to come at. You want to. When you pull the sword out, you want that motherfucking steaming. Right, ready to go. You don't have time to mess around. No, especially if it's a clandestine uh, encounter uh, yeah, of which be- you describe. Um, today we're going to go to the Indies, uh, Kev. We uh, we usually focus on uh, the major leagues here, but uh, we're going to go to the Indies. Uh, I believe this was out in Pittsburgh. West Indies? Uh, yeah, no, no, that was uh, that was Columbus. Uh, this uh, this is this is you know they use the chop. Um, I learned uh, on the Indies. Look at this action here. We 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 did a, a segment about selling the chop. Now you want to talk about a spot here? I don't know the players involved, but uh, this was uh, acquired for us. We d- we don't right now, but it's just a matter of time before, before these guys absolutely household names. Okay, so. There's a tag team manager duo outside the ring there that I want to see in there. Now, now you're in a bar fight, right? You're receiving these in a bar fight. Believe it. Yes, quiet him down because boy, they're 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 on house house o fire. Oh, that, yeah, the Valentine bump and everything. So the chop is alive. The chop is alive on the Indies. Yeah, because those two guys are the most. I mean, they have absolutely besides the worst. They did win. I think one of them won um, runner up for worst gear. And then the other guy was the um, the oldest uh, indie wrestler in Pennsylvania. Yeah, uh, the, outside it, the ring, what was what was going on with the with the cornet looking guy, and then like his dad that were both dressed like like Amish warriors. Uh, I think that it, it's. Um, I just think it's a, given it that regional that regional authenticity. Of that that Amish, you know, it, right? It is Pennsylvania. Yeah, it is Pennsylvania. So that yeah, and there, there, there were there were rumors. One. Look at that, yeah. 
There were rumors that there was not an actual automobile in the parking lot. It was all uh, horse and buggies, right? Horse yeah. and horse and buggies. Uh, the guy in the in the opposite corner with the green boots on has been like, I don't know what he's doing over there. If he's he's, he's selling guy, a ball shot for. Uh, oh, okay. I thought he was giving an inordinate amount of time. I thought he was giving the guy a handy. Oh, they could they could have been actually. Is this a uh, this is a Royal Rumble match? Maybe it looks like here a lot of folks in the ring and uh, the refs. I'm told that the um, the Amish are refs outside the uh, the outside the ring refs for the uh, the Royal Rumble. Oh, the, there's. Bowl. I, I liked. I got the the shot. It was a. I think it was somebody sent me a uh, a still shot of, and it it was unbelievable because as as, as a, a young child I saw that. Epic, you know, that two frames of Bigfoot. Yes, of course. And here here I am just going through. I, I'm, I'm at an, I'm, you know, third party, but I mean, I, I'm, I'm at this indie thing in, 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 in mind alone. And here is the Yeti as clear a shot as I've ever seen. I don't know if we have, if we have that, but it, that. This is the video of, of him walking across the. Uh, this is the Bigfoot video you're talking about, like the, the Zapruder no, I, of Bigfoot. I, I, no, I'm talking about the one that I saw at this wrestling match. Oh, did you? Did, did anybody? No, I, the the only Yeti I remember was in a WCW ring. No, this this guy, I mean, he comes by the ring and he's he's in the pose. It was it was on our. Uh, in our feed, our text feed. Okay, some someone grab that. See if you can find that someone because I that. mean, Steve, Steve, it's in the text. Te- the, yeah, okay. We, I think we've got I, I, this. Could be. I don't know if we if we expose this because this could be huge, <laughs> huge money for us. Someone get the History Channel on the line. We're gonna at uh, least get national. Disco- I mean, you know, national uh, geography or, or something there. Well, while you look for that, Steve, I'm going to. Um, Dom says we spotted the. You bucket. got him. He. Uh, I mean, it's it, the thing is though. It's it's not so much the costuming. It's there. It is. Can we get that a little, a little closer? Pull that. I mean, he's got the hand in the motion. It's it's just uncanny. It is a pretty good. Uh, the the turn the pose the turn yeah. from that old eight millimeter film that is pretty good and of course with everything now being like some kind of zombie shit they threw the zombie mask on him mm-hmm. yeah you know? it adds a real element of of uh, yes yeah, so fear the, yes yeah so something like that and then you've got a bunch of just complete steroid just Gassed up guys in the background. Just I was going to say that's Ken Anderson in 2047 <laughs> having a match uh, above him in the ring. And uh, all right, it is time for a new segment, Kevin. We we thought we oh would my want God. To, to mix things up a little bit here. We listen. We had the you know 28 episodes of Jersey Jersey guy in Florida. It's coming, but we'll be back with that, of course. Yeah. But you know, I was I was I found an archive of the old. Dear Abby letters. Now, people frequently in the Ask Nash segment, 
They ask for advice. We've had like parenting advice asked, uh, advice about being with the ladies. We did a whole segment on kayfabe, which people enjoy immensely uh, with uh, trying to pick up two ladies in the bar. So I thought instead of Dear Abby, let's do Dear Sexy. Um, Actual archived letters that were sent into Dear Abby. And I'm, I'm just wondering the advice that you would give. Ah, this, this could be interesting. To those that were looking for Abby's help. Here, we, we have a couple here. Here's the first one. Uh, Dear Sexy, something terribly embarrassing happened to me yesterday. It's every young woman's nightmare. My boyfriend's father walked in on us during a very, very private moment. We are bur- both in our early 20s and have been dating for three years and plan to marry next year when we graduate from college. Good backtrack, young lady. I don't know if this was a surprise for his father since his son and I have been dating for a long time, but I am very embarrassed about the situation. How can I ever face this man again? He told his son to let me know uh, that he was very sorry and he didn't mean to invade our privacy. I felt a little better about the situation, but I'm still too embarrassed to look the man in the face. Do you think he feels differently about me now? And how can I deal with this? Kevin, you're a father. Um, so I, don't have, I don't have any daughters. Though. An interesting perspective. Well, the dad was the, the boy's father oh. that walked in. Um, what the fuck's he walking in for? Did he gimmick the lock, maybe? <laughs> yeah, what is this? Oh, so maybe, maybe, maybe dad was a little more... Maybe the, the father and son uh, were a little more complicit uh, in the uh, accidental yeah. walk-in than, than yeah. we... I, I, that, that, that seems... Uh... Well, she wants to know, does he feel differently about me now? What do you... What do you I'm, sure if, I'm sure if he fucking looked up your brown eye, he's got a different perspective of you. You know? Depends on if, you, you know, if, he's, if his son has a decent-sized hog and you... He walks in and you're, you're taking that shit down to the balls. I think I think he's got a problem. I, 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 he won't be able to get that out of his mind. Next thing you know, he'll be rubbing one off to her. That's 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 bad. She needs to fucking run. Just bail, right? Because there's yeah, no way got, the man can wash that. From nah. his, does it depend what the young lady looks like in this situation? Well. If you walked in, to me, if you like, anytime I've ever walked in on anybody in my life, um, the, the the crazy movement that the two people do, it's almost like they've been hit with lightning. You know, they're just it's scrambling. It's, it's, yeah, it's not even sexual at that point. It's like they're they're trying to put out like. Uh, nitromethane, like one of those fires at a at an indie race where it doesn't have flame. It just they're just burning like ah. So I don't know how sexual that is. Um, right. I mean, all he probably caught was her trying to throw the sheets over herself. Yeah. And her son I, I, with a rock hard yeah, one I, I just, bounding off the bed to slam the door. I think that's one of those ones where you got to play a drinking game. See if you can loosen up the old man and see if you can use the truth serum on him and say, so, uh, if I can uh, rub one off to that whole situation or what there. I, I have another letter for you. Dear Sexy, 
I'm a grandmother in my 70s and have just returned from visiting my daughter, her husband, and their three darling children, all under the age of five. This has nothing to do with the previous letter. Let me just get out there right now. It is in no way similar. Uh, and I'm upset with some of their parenting methods. For example, they lock the doors to their children's bedrooms at night because, quote, the children might get out of their beds and roam around the house and we may not hear them. If a one child deserves punishment, all three are punished. And if one child says a naughty word, all three are given hot sauce in the mouth. Sexy, I know these parents love their children very much, but are these methods of disciplining them wise? Please understand it is not my intention to interfere. Graham. Obviously, this is way before defects, right? <laughs> <laughs> it's those three fucking kids to be out of that house after the hot sauce. Fuck. Locking the doors at night. Hmm. From the outside, how's that for a fucking fire? Uh, fire yeah, safe, right? Uh, uh, the uh, yeah, hot sauce in the mouth. One deserves to get punished. All this. It's See, that, that's old. Adolf and what? And uh, that's that's old school that we used to get. Where you know, your 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 dad would say, "I want to pull this car over," and he'd pull over, and the mom would just turn around and smack everybody in the back seat, like. Whether you 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 could be dead asleep, you were getting one. You know that just that was just that way. It was just that was the way. You know, you're all no getting- kid in the seventies or prior. I'll even throw the eighties. I'll go eighties and prior. No kid didn't get whacked. No. Today you hear, oh, you know, I don't hit my children, or kids saying, no, I was never hit. Nobody, no child from eighties back didn't get whacked. I got beat to death. I got beat so much as a kid. And I remember sitting down with my mom, and she said, you know, she goes, because this is when all the shit was, like, starting to come around. I was probably, you know, not quite 30 yet. And she was like, do you think I was a bad mom? I said, Mom, I said, all the times you hit me, I said, I deserved every one of them. I said, and I probably got away with another 30%. That, that I deserve. I said, no. I said, I, you kept me in line. I loved you for it. And I knew that, I, I said, I wasn't some bitch. It wasn't like you were going to knock me the fuck out. So I said, I just took my punishment. Mm-hmm. My, mom, my, my mom actually did the uh, three yardsticks taped together with electrician tape. and Stacked. 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 It's like a Singapore cane. And fucking right on the crack, on right where your buttocks and hamstring. Mm. Three of those motherfuckers. Nice fleshy area back yeah. there. Yeah. Go ahead in her purse and grab a new port again, motherfucker. Um, I got the wooden spoon was was very big with my mother after as I was getting bigger because you know I knew to. To get my elbows up when the arms were flying. If you get your elbows up, she's fucking herself up. You know, trying to swing and and getting. Hit. I used so to always spoon used to come. See, out. I used to always do the drop your hands and stick your chin out. I used to fucking when she was smacking me, I'd fucking because 
you knew sooner or later, man, she, she was going to smack you and she'd break a blood vessel in her hand and fucking she'd hurt herself and she'd be so fucking pissed. And then I'd go, huh, are you happy? You fucking psycho. And she'd mm. look at you like, and then I'd, I'd and then later on, I'd, I'd just wait until shit calmed down. I'd walk by and I'd, and she'd be in the kitchen or something, and I'd just walk by and I'd kiss her on the cheek, and I'd, and I'd say, "You know, I love your mom." And she'd be like, "Oh fuck," and just. Who got it worse? You were is it? It's you, your sister, and my uh, my, my oldest brother Mark. Your older brother, right? No, my my oldest brother Mark was the fucking. He was uh, Barry Sanders. Oh, he'd get away. Oh, he'd get in that fucking. He'd get that around that dinette table. <laughs> fucking like no, you you weren't. He wasn't taking. I just take his. See, Corny's right. You were slow, huh? Corny's right. You were slow. I should. But you'd get caught. Well, how was I slow? Well, because because your brother couldn't be caught, he would take off, but you'd get caught. No, I wasn't slow. I was fucking. I was a man. I took my. I took everybody's punishment. See, that's the. Yeah. You did the chin. You did the chin thing. Yeah. When you when, West, let me ask you a question. Ask me a question. All right. So if you're a monster, which in in our business I would be considered a monster. Um, in my business I'm a monster. Right. So, but I'm just saying physically. Oh. You know. So, um, Michael Myers, mm-hmm. move fast, move slow. Jason, move fast, move slow. Frankenstein, move fast, move slow. The mummy, fast or slow. The the Bigfoot. Fast or slow. At the uh, rest. As I said, so so why, when you have the, when you're a large human being and you're in an athletic event, why would you move fast? When you have the, like, you're, that's, that's what the difference between you and the vanilla midget is. The vanilla midget has to move fast. I don't have to move fast. Because mm-hmm. when I get you, I kill you. Yes. So, yeah, so I mean, it's just. But, 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 yes, in the ring. But you're doing this at home with mom also at age 10. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm I'm working the big man gimmick early from way early. That's yeah. huge. I'm, I'm I'm 14 years old. I'm six seven. So you were first trained by mom. Yeah, my and my mom used to tell me she never chopped. She fucking went fucking full Stephanie McMahon, fucking blister the fuck out of your slaps. She's still, still gone. She's still gone, and the company's not sold. Just a quick update for everybody tuning in to see if we were going to talk about that. So, moving on. Yeah, what happened with that? Boy, the that that that, that thing just petered you know, out. Didn't you it? know the news? It's it's the hottest thing in the world until the next thing is. So does that does that mean that I I won't have the sheriffs uh, knocking on my door tomorrow? Make sure and give me a wellness check. Probably not for that, but they may be asking you if you enjoyed your shipment of Factor. Maybe they were knocking mm. on the door to talk about that. It's a new year. People are reconsidering the way they eat. Now, Factor is all about 
eating healthy and making it easier to do this. Okay, they're going to help you achieve your goals. Maybe this is one of your uh, your New Year's resolutions. Okay, and they're here to help you with this. You're going to save time, have the energy you need to tackle everything on the to do list with Factor's ready-to-eat meals delivered straight to your door. Get Factor and not only skip the trip to the grocery store, but skip the chopping, prepping, and cleaning too. Factor's fresh, never-frozen meals are ready in two minutes. That's the magic number I want you guys to remember about this whole thing. Two minutes, it's ready. You heat it, you enjoy. It's not frozen. I've tried services where it's shipped, the ingredients. I have to become a goddamn sous chef in, in the kitchen, okay? And then the time. Who has this kind of time? Two minutes, and it's ready to rock when it comes to your door. No matter what your lifestyle is, Factor has the meals to help you live uh, your plan to the fullest. Keto, calorie smart, vegan, veggie, protein plus. Those meals are on the menu for you every week, prepared by chefs and approved by dietitians. Each meal has all the ingredients you need to feel satisfied all day long. With 34 chef-prepared, dietitian-approved weekly options, there's always something new to try, okay? Round out your meal with some snack supplies they give you and um, cut back on takeout. This is two minutes, and it's ready to rock. If you're vegan or vegetarian, they are they are ready for you. So get Factor. Enjoy clean eating without the hassle. Simply choose your meals and enjoy fresh flavor packed meals looking f- to your door. This is our, this is our first uh, spot with them. And God, some of those meals look delicious. Yeah, I'm a huge green bean guy. That that one meal had like a whole side of green beans. And listen to this deal you're giving them, Kevin. If you go to factor75.com/nash60, now the reason you're putting that 60 in is you're getting 60 percent off your first box. All right, factor75.com/nash60. And you're getting 60% off your first box. Try it and let us know what you think at Factor. Thank you, Factor, for joining us here. Yeah, thank you, Factor. Look forward to look forward to, 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 to putting that into my nutritional mix. Absolutely. You know what, Kev? Powerball, let's say you hit oh, you know, 1.2 bill. Okay. All right. Now, the reality of that is you're, you'll probably walk around with half, right? Let's just say $650 million. Let's just say four after they fucking tax you 19 times. And, well, I was going to say, because you'll take the lump sum, and then, tax then you, you, you get taxed. So you got $400 million. Your life has changed. I would probably open a wrestling business until they went broke. Isn't that always that was, that was the ongoing thing when I was broke in? What do you do if you you, you won a hundred million dollars? So I'd open a territory until I was broke. Excellent. Uh, you know, I mean, where you put it? Where I want to know what are my options if I'm the ticket holder and I have four hundred million dollars coming? Okay, my now way. are you are you, a are you in a state that you have one year before they tell you? They tell the world that you won this thing? I think, unfortunately, I am. Okay. I think I am, too. So that gives you a year to set up security for everyone that you love in your life because $400 million, everybody that you love is now 
a kidnap uh, possibility. Target, yeah. yeah. Like the, so, the, there you the, there you go. So I guess I have to buy a high rise on the ocean, move all my loved ones in it, uh, put a a, a a wall around it. Uh, maybe Is it I, more trouble than it's worth at a certain point. Yeah. Yeah. But you don't bail on it. You got the fucking ticket. Oh no! I mean. Uh, I think that in a year's time, like how, how much I like for here in Daytona Beach area, um, I would probably open uh, meth clinic. I mean, I, I think it would be. I think there would be a lot of like, one thing would be vocational, like a vocational where training I, to retrain people to put them mm-hmm. back in the job force. Uh, of course, you'd have to have some kind of housing. I'd probably, I'd probably build like a campus, and have uh, a wing uh, to the campus that was very secure. That would be for like abused, uh, abused women and their fa- and their children, uh, so I could protect them and and retrain them and uh, you know get them up and going. Uh, I would definitely uh, deal with substance abuse. Um, I would deal with, and this is the, see, this is my, this is my number one, uh, situation in life. I was watching, I was watching the television the other night and they were talking to a, it was a black woman. I didn't catch her name, but she's a, she's involved in education, has been for a billion years. She's a talking head on a lot of different shows. And she was saying that in this particular uh, city in America that during the pandemic, the fourth grade math uh, proficiency had dropped 50%. And she says, do you know what the, want to know what the numbers are? She says, the numbers were 6% of the students were proficient. Now it's three. Right. And she says, guess the city. And I looked at my wife. I said, Detroit. Detroit. I was gonna say. And the lady said, Detroit. And I said, fuck. Yeah. So if we can't, if, okay, if we can be worried about all this top secret shit. And, you know, we, we've got the, the, the documents and stuff. Yeah. yeah, we got this, you know, we got the, uh, 90, 99 billion trillion dollar. Let's kick the can down the road thing coming up. Uh, I think that's tomorrow. Tomorrow or June? I mean, it'll be June, but I mean, it, yeah. it, it, but you know, sooner or later, we've got to we, we've got to come to the conclusion that we really don't need to spend nine hundred billion dollars on defense, and we need to put some money into education because. Our number one uh, thing that we Im- uh, export are really stupid motherfuckers. That's that, a gross national that, product. Yes, that's we we. I mean, there are so just the fact that fucking people are contacting me after reading something on TMZ that was a dark 
fucking comment. What the fuck? Everybody, please, man, just once a week, read something. Read something. Read a fucking book. You know? God damn it. People are so fucking stupid. And it's... How about the how about the guy that ran in, in, in uh, Albuquerque in New Mexico? The, the votes like seventy to twenty percent, and he gets four guys to go out and 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 shoot the council people and try. To, uh, oh, did you see what the fuck is that? Yeah, and and lo and behold, oh my God, I can't believe it. Really, he's a, an election denier. Mm-hmm. How did see, many? Did you see him though? Uh, you see him? Yeah, that guy's gonna—he's gonna be like that uh, that tree in Yellowstone when you can drive through it. That's what he's gonna look like after about six months in the hole, <laughs> in, uh, under lock and key. Yeah, but it sounds like you will put the money toward public service. Yeah, I mean, Entirely. I'm gonna, I'm definitely gonna get me a, you know, I'll get me a G6 or something. I'm gonna get me something that that I can travel with when I want to. That's got range, but at the same time that I could lease out and get the, you know, get a write off. And I mean, I'll probably, I would definitely open up a a, a gym on on the ocean. Um, that would be where I would train, and I would pick handpick all my equipment. Um, but it would just be, I'd probably just build, take one of the, uh, condos and just buy it and buy every, every unit and then just have that my place and just have like, you know, like have a sushi chef on one floor that was my guy, have a, you know, get up in the morning, get a, get a massage, get fucking chiropractic care, you know, Get a little fucking have some grub, get a workout, you know, maybe take a helicopter ride. Now you mentioned the plane. Yeah. Would you would you get your license and fly it or you no no. No. No no desire for that. That's Bob Bob Nash Bob Nash just told me that there's a guy called a pilot. Write him a check. (laughs) That's that's how he that's how he feeds his family. So I'll sit, I'll sit in the back and and have a fucking, uh, you know, have a cocktail. Yeah. So um, how about you? What are you doing? What, what God, are you doing with four hundred million? I honestly, I honestly, I mean, that's, two, two, half two, of that is my daughter's college. I was going to say two hundred million is going to college. Christ. <laughs> um, but the remaining two hundred uh, could invest for for when the little one gets there. I'm sure. Uh, now your pay, wife's going to hit you up and go. You know, we really should open a, a theatrical school, and you guys. Are be she thrilled. has that already. I mean, but you, I'm she talking. Wants, you, she, she, she wants I mean, a second. Yeah, no. She, you guys will be doing shit off Broadway, and <laughs> you, you guys. Are, yeah, yeah. The money's earmarked. It, it would all go into creative pursuits. I'd be. I'd, I'd end up like Phil Spector. The, the hair would be, be out of control, and I'd be a, a, rec, a, a reclusive. No, I honestly asked you because when you can, first of all, you consider the danger, which you, we already talked yeah, about. Yeah, that's horrible. You consider a reality of a time when almost all markets Ugh. are toxic right now. 
anything you put your money into, you're going to lose. Yeah, I mean, that's what you're faced with. Yeah, I mean, I guess gold. Like, you know, to, 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 man, how goddamn much gold are you buying, though? Fuck, man. It's, what is it, 1836? I don't even know what it is an ounce right now. Anybody want to get, what's, what's gold an ounce right now, guys? Let's see, we'll get that number. See how what what, what how many how many ounces we're gonna buy at fucking uh, with with three hundred yeah four hundred million dollars wow nineteen I haven't seen it up at nineteen in a while yeah it looks like a uh, a, a few month climb yeah. to where we are now. But it's, we, we, it's what's the what's that top number there? Go back, go back. What, what is that there? Uh, yeah, see, man, that motherfucker one time has been above two two thousand dollars. Can we just look up the, the 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 highest gold has ever sold per ounce? Can we pick that up? Yeah, there's 2,028 right there. I think that may be. I, I don't think there's been many times because I, I I I buy gold, and I mean I buy where I have gold. The bullion, yeah. Yeah, I buy where it where it's physically. I I can fucking rub my my cock on it. It's not one of these you know pieces of paper that tell me I have gold. Slickered and come on a gold. I, I was. This was a. I had a really interesting conversation because I was talking to my uh, accountant uh, this week, and we were talking about just this this whole thing about you know the the, the money, and um, I said to him, I said, well, we could put our we could put it in Tesla, and then if I could, we could lose sixty percent of it, and he had lost like a hundred thousand dollars in Bitcoin. And um, so we're talking about all these different, you know, bullshit things. And he said, you know, he said that, that, that right now, he said that California is really pushing on it being <clears throat> basically in 10 years, absolutely zero emission. Like everything will be electric. electric. Car. Yeah, everything will be electric. Buses and everything. Everything. Everything will be electric. And he says, and then at the same time, they're going to, they're gonna. It'll, it'll be a Thursday afternoon, and there's gonna be this fucking breaking news. Everyone's charging. That the yeah the grid can't hold it, and it's gonna be like that drought shit where you can't fucking do your lawns, so you can't charge on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, and 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 once again it'll be Big Brother fucking just. But it's for the sake of it's for the sake of fuck. Let me see here. Uh, Four percent on a twelve-month, uh, super boring but a good investment. Well, that's uh, a CD. Yeah, oh, CD. Twelve-month CD. Okay. Yeah, so you're getting four percent in, in a in a climate that's a it, that's at a seven point eight percent inflation. I'd like a four hundred million dollars CD. I bet you you could get ten percent on three hundred million. If you if you set it for. 36 months you got, in, in what in, in, in a, like in a mutual fund 
I don't know. Some kind. Of, I'm sure there's some kind of annuity that that could take that kind of. I mean, it might have to be in Dubai or you know Saudi Arabia or someplace else. Yeah, ten seems high. Probably get between five and seven. How about if you? I, I mean, at one point I had a, a six point two tax deferred annuity. Yeah, they, they start. They changed some laws, and I fucking lost it. There was Eaton Vance was a company that had a, I want to say a three point seven five tax deferred. And you put the money into an account, and it gave me a checkbook. And I used to keep, you know, a couple hundred grand in that back in the Turner days. And it was just, you know, it was, it was, it was covered. For how long? Was it, was it, uh, you could just keep it in? Yeah, you had, you, you had to have a balance. Right, right. I want, I want to think the balance was maybe three or four hundred. But you could write checks against it? Yeah, you could write checks against it. Which was nice because once, you know... It, when, like right now, the like the markets, you know, they're saying if if they don't kick the can down, you know, we're going to go into recession. The fucking stock market's going to crumble, and we could go into a depression. And I still am, am not uh, absolutely. Uh, I would not bet against China fucking making a move on Taiwan mm. come summer, um, because. People are starting to remember. I talked about the cat um, that was, was saying how China had ten years before. Yes. The, that so actually, I'm, I'm watching uh, Scarborough the other morning, and he brought the whole thing up. And my wife was what was watching it too, and she goes, "Weren't you just talking about that like two weeks ago?" I said, "Yeah, a little bit ahead of the curve." But no, I, I said, "Yeah," I said, "I, I said I saw it on Rogan's uh, podcast." So, yeah, point being, uh, you could do a lot of good with it. You could, and, and that's an interesting perspective on your part there, being able to, because uh, how much do you need to live on, really, right? If, if you're talking about $400 million. I have enough to I, I have enough money, personally, right now, t- for my lifestyle to live, you know. So you could, you, you could put the entire $400 million to use. In a public service and still be comfortable. But I would like to, like, I'd love to give, uh, if I had $400 million, okay, I think it'd be nice to fucking come on the show and um, while we're all talking ahead of time, go, oh, by the way, I'm going to send each of you guys a million bucks. Um, That would be great as well. You're going to have to fuck with the taxes, but just, and I would do that for fucking people that were, what I call, I've got two or three little teams of people that, that helped me in my life. And it would just be, hey, this isn't going to fucking make or break your life, but it's going to give you that fucking nest egg so you can you can really fucking uh, understand when uh, Continental Divine, when uh, Albert Brooks says, <laughs> you never touch the nest egg, you'll understand. <laughs> Excellent. So, no, I bet any know, continental I, divide reference on this show. I know Wesley <laughs> just popped for that. The um, but you know the, uh, the also I, I was really thought about this, and I said, I I bet you I could get like a I, I don't know what a, a G League basketball team would cost, but like the Daytona Beach, like either the Heat or the uh, Orlando. Um, 
the Magic have like a G League team and be the general manager. I think that'd be fucking because that would be. And then I could maybe be on something called Guppy Tank, you know, like a small Mark Cuban, Shark Tank Junior. Yeah, Shark Tank Junior. And in the G League, except I. Am I the only motherfucker that can't watch the Dallas Mavericks play basketball? Why? I can't take fucking Lucia. I can't. I can't, I can't. Oh, really? Oh, fuck. That, mother, that motherfucker, if I play, I, I could I know everybody loves them, man. It's just like, fuck. Well, the numbers I always see, like on SportsCenter, are, are ridiculous. I mean, he's the real deal, right? I guess so. If you have the fucking ball, ninety nine point nine percent of the time, fuck. I, I would, I would actually see if I could rub one off during a game, because you know, he's just fucking be pounds the air out of the fucking ball. Listen, those numbers are the real deal, and he draws too. He's a draw. Yeah, I get it, man. I wouldn't, I wouldn't bang him. But uh, so now you would, I you wouldn't uh, produce a movie. Produce, click yeah. the film or no? I would, I would, I would do my. Uh, I have a movie that I've wanted to do. It's called King of the Road, and it's just it's basically now it would be great because it'd be the Attitude Era of wrestling, so it'd be like a kickback, and I'd have Channing, I'd have Channing be uh, Shawn Michaels. Is that motherfucker so athletic? He could he could do anything. Make him so, be uh, Chad. Uh, make him, but call him Chad uh, for Chad Frost. Frost. Yeah, uh, the Chad. Fr- I, I, I've always wanted to do the Chad Frost story. <laughs> well, you have to. You should pitch Paul. See if there is there still a WWE Films division, or is that uh, I don't know that by the wayside. So I pulled some stories of um, post lottery winning nightmares that. Um, we could use for evidence for anyone out there saying that uh, no, there'd be no problem with me winning a even something as small, quote unquote, as this person who won a twenty thousand uh, dollar lottery. It says, "quote I won twenty thousand dollars from a lotto a few years ago. It was like a saving grace for the medical bills I had, but a death sentence for my relationship with my family. I had family members." whom I hadn't talked to in months or years, reaching out to me asking for money. I became the inconsiderate money-hoarding cousin and niece. I don't regret winning the money. It's helped me get into my own home. However, I do regret accepting the money publicly. There it is, once is again. This, is this person from Ethiopia? But unfortunately, $20,000 house. What I the fuck? $20,000. I took care of my medical bills, paid off my house. What, where the fuck do you live? Where, it's a beautiful adobe you, hut. Yeah. What do you live in? Jackson, Mississippi, right next to the water purification plant? Jesus. Fucking $20,000. You can't fucking get... twenty. Can you fill up with that? No. Uh, Twenty grand? Maybe this letter was sent in in 1942 or something. I don't know. Yeah. How about this one? My ex... Go ahead. I would just say, sign J. Paul Getty. Right. My ex-fiance won just over $86 million mm. a couple of weeks after he proposed. He kept it under wraps for a couple of months, 
while he figured out the details and made solid plans. However, in Illinois, you can't claim lottery prizes anonymously, so once it went public, all hell broke loose. He quit his job and became a recluse. We wake up at least wake up to at least ten voicemails every morning from people he didn't even know <clears throat> asking for money. People started showing up to his mom's house demanding she make him give more money. Then the threats came to our apartment. They clearly didn't buy a house with the eighty six million. We decided to move to a different state and paid for his mom to move as well. There simply was no going back to the life we shared and loved, so we amicably broke off the engagement. It's been about a year and a half since breaking up, and he's drunkenly called me a few times, apologizing, regretting ever turning in the winning ticket. Him and his mom are now safe, but they lost touch with many old friends and relatives. Now my ex is... You know where I thought that was going? That um, He kept it quiet until he had the prenup drawn up. Fuck yeah. And she was entitled to the uh, $6,000 in the checking account that she... Uh, I'd be taking the fucking... If I, was, if I wasn't married, I'd be... You know, I, it, I'd be in like Slovakia or someplace looking for one of those, looking for a green card. It's like there's a, there's a place down in Costa Rica and um, it's like all Americans. There's like a Marriott resort down there and like DiCaprio's got a crib down there. And so I went down and I was doing some business down there. And I started to, to meet all the, like the, the higher ups that, you know, it's, it's almost like the mafia down there. Every one of these guys has got like a 22 year old Costa Rican with like a, you know, a double G, you know, rack job, you know, teeth that you know, look like the ultimate warriors, you know, you know, giant teeth and just, tombstones in the mouth yeah, it's just like and it's just it was so insane and i'm thinking to myself like you know with the blue chew fucking that's a, a, i remember when when, when uh, viagra first came out i remember bob dole did the commercial no. do you remember that yeah bob dole did a commercial and they were just like and I forget what 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 comedian it was but just like the last thing i want to think about is bob dole with a fucking heart on it was probably Norm Macdonald because he did a very good Bob Dole impression. Do you remember yeah. that? And he would do the, the stiff hand yeah. with the pencil in it yeah. too. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah. There, there are a lot of problems with the lottery. I would need to. Uh, the security would be first. I'd be very nervous about all you know, especially with young kids. Ugh. I would need something to relax me, like Mind Bloom. Mm. Now. Uh, Anxiety, stress, depression. This is uh, this is. Well, this is this is my this is my this is me. That's that's all six. Pull it, put that back up. You want to bring that's, up the graphic? Here. Let's go down like stress, stress anxiety. yes, anxiety, yes, bad, bad habits, habits, not really. Depression, depression. Eh, feeling, feeling lost. Uh, where are we? And lack of purpose. You're looking for the building that you're in already, remember? Yeah, exactly. Where am I? Listen, this is you, but many more of us. And uh, here's a quote from an actual user. It says, after 10 years of anxiety, I can finally see the light at the end of the tunnel. That's a testimonial from a Mind Bloom customer named Molly. 10 years. Think about that. If you don't live with anxiety and depression, it's easy just to look at someone, maybe someone you love. Wonder why they just can't get up, get going, fix themselves. We all do that. We think we're being helpful. We say, come on, you, you 
tell them to change their perspective or give them things to think about. But sometimes you need help at a different level. You know, maybe you even thinking about this for yourself. You see others living their life when you'd settle for one day without the feeling of everything collapsing on you. It's hard, but it doesn't have to be this way, okay? Mindbloom knows this, and they can help, okay? They're the leader in at-home ketamine therapy for people looking for a new way to treat anxiety and depression. They combine science-backed medicine with a guided treatment plan. It's affordable. It's fast-acting also. A lot of these medications these doctors put on it take weeks and weeks and weeks to see any results. To begin, take Mindbloom's online assessment. Okay, Then you're going to uh, schedule a video consultant with a licensed psychiatric clinician. If approved, you'll work with Mindbloom on your own specific treatment plan. Okay, This is tailor-made for each of their clients. All right, You'll be mailed a customized kit complete with medicine, a journal, and treatment materials. It's not a one-size-fits-all. After only two sessions, two, 87% of Mindbloom clients reported improvements in depression and 85% reported improvements in anxiety. Okay, it's time to enter your next chapter in mental health and well-being. Achieve transformational outcomes with Mindbloom. And right now, Mindbloom is offering listeners $100 off your first six-session program when you sign up at mindbloom.com slash click. Use promo code CLICK, spelled K-L-I-Q, at checkout. Go to mindbloom.com slash click, promo code CLICK, for your $100 off. That's mindbloom.com slash CLICK. Don't forget the promo code CLICK. I don't want to get off this lottery thing. And by the way, you brought up something very funny about these guys moving to other countries. Lanny Poffo moved, like I, I, I kind of, I buckled when he told me he was going to be moving to Ecuador. And, uh, you know, he was talking about cost of living, and he's a very frugal cat. And uh, and his whole thing was like the financial thing. He's talking, telling me about, do you know how much your house would be? You know, and it was that whole thing. But then if you go to his Instagram, Kev, I want you to follow Lanny Poffo tonight and scroll down the Instagram. It is a cavalcade of photos of him with young, nubile Ecuadorian women with perfect teeth, not the Jim Helwig dental plan. And um, he's clearly living the dream down there, playing off his success as the genius. Or, the, there you go, so there's just one of many. Um, and, uh, yeah, plus, he's, you know, he's got that goddamn rope that you hear about all the time. So he's, he's, uh, he's getting the job done. So it must be a thing. There's another one. She looks to be of age. I suppose. Anyway, we got, uh, give, me, give me a third one because so far I'm not that impressed. Mm. Keep, go- keep going. I, I, well, we, we could be here all day. Well, let's, let's give me, I got to get one where I go, okay. You t- so far, I, you know. Okay. She's, she's, Folks listening, this is why you've got to get us on YouTube. You've got to check out the visuals of yeah. the show. Oh, she's a little dirty girl. Oh, tatted neck. The haircut, go back to that. The haircut was not unlike the Billy Bibbit character. One, one flew over the cuckoo's nest. With go, go to go to that uh, that shot of him with the tattooed girl. The the hair the hairstyle on on Lanny right there. Bring up. Um, I was gonna go sling blade. 
Yeah, yeah, a little bit. <laughs> but if someone can grab the Billy Bibbit character from, uh, I'm forgetting the actor's name now, from uh, One Floor of the Cuckoo's Nest. Very, very similar, uh, very similar do there. So that's obviously uh, a thing. I want to I watch the World Series. I want my cigarettes. <laughs> that's right. What a great film. There you go. It's uh, a, a little more going on up top there with him, though. Uh, we'll give it the sling blade. You know what they say? Uh, you get you get their legs in the air. They all uh, six. She was sixteen years old. You get their legs in the air. They all look the same. Sixteen going on thirty-five. Brad Dorif, that was the actor's name. By yeah, Jack is next <clears throat> level cool. You know, we 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 did a show about this right with actors, but we're never gonna have another Nicholson, are we? No, like nothing even close. I saw a great clip that Steve Austin sent me the other day. It was Burt Reynolds, and he was talking about that Burt and uh, Clint Eastwood are buddies, and uh, they went into this acting thing together. Like they were when they first broke in, and they're in the room together. And the guy turns to Clint Eastwood first, and he says, "You you, you talk so fucking slow and." You know, he said, you got this Adam's apple that sticks out your nice as, you know, and he just, he just kind of just, just berates, you know, Clint. And then he, 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 Burt Reynolds, he goes, Burt Reynolds says, uh, sir, uh, what about me? And the guy looks at, at Burt and says, you just can't fucking act. <laughs> so the, he says, they're, they're leaving and fucking, you know, and, and Eastwood, you know, uses one of his 12 words for that month. And uh, fucking, you know, Bert says, I don't know what the fuck you're laughing at. He goes, ain't nothing you can do about that motherfucking Adam's app. He said, I can learn to act. <laughs> but, I mean, just when when uh, we did The Longest Yard and mm. we knew it was, we were all sitting in these bleachers and we knew that Bert was coming on set that day. And that, I... I I was so, I mean, and I was talking to Steve. And we were both like saying like, that was such a highlight to do, do the day with Bert and then go back to the, the, the hotel bar and that, that fucking, those elevator doors walk, opened up and Bert walked out. And I was just like, oh, fuck, man. I'm going to get the fucking have guy, guy time with, with somebody that was on fire. Yeah. Like, like there's not... Because we, we've been going back and forth. Uh, Steve and I have been going back and forth with the Elvis thing. And I sent, I sent him this... Uh, what would that... Was singing to each other? What, what, what are you No, doing? just like different clips. And I sent him this one with... It, it's really... It, it's it's to a, a modern song, but it's him and uh, Anne Margaret dancing. And he sent, he, he sent me one. We go back and forth. And I said, I said, you know, I said, the only thing is, man. I said, yeah. I said, fucking unbelievable run. I said, but dude, I said, I've outlived this cat by 20, you know, what, 21 years. And uh, mm-hmm. it's the one when she's in the, re- she's in red in the, in the movie. Uh, mm. But. Um, there. Yeah, that one, that, that one up on the, on the corner, that one right there. You can, we can't get that to the move, the movement one of that. You should see Elvis, I mean. We both we both just think that Elvis is the coolest. I, I, you've you've been have you been in my house? You haven't been in my house yet. There's I have not a, in. We we talk in the driveway. Yeah, I, 
you, you'll get there. Don't, don't worry. Scott didn't, so I don't deserve to. Don't don't worry. The cops didn't get in either. <laughs> but uh, they couldn't I, get over your bull. I've got a Penley painting of Elvis in my house, uh, like probably that era of Elvis. That we just, we, I mean, I, I'm a huge uh, Presley. And I said to him, I said, yeah, I said, uh, yeah, but I, I, you know, I, I outlived him by 21 years, like, and. Steve's response was, right, "Look at this motherfucker! Come on, that's Ann Margaret too. I mean, it ain't some like run of the mill, you know? Fucking get it, Elvis." And he said, "Yeah." He said, "But you got to realize, you know, Elvis was doing caveman drugs." And I was like, "Eh, he was doing some shit, some gar- some garbage." Yeah, uh, that was the whole the whole thing when 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 Conan and I were were traveling that one time like Saint Angelo and shit. Happy birthday, Conan! Uh, I'm sorry I missed it, but uh, happy birthday! And um, we both said at the same time Raquel Welch, and we went number two, and we both went and Margaret, and we were just like, no, get out of here! Like and Margaret too. I'm like, yeah, and Margaret also, man. Like there was just something about Anne Margaret. Oh, you, for sure. You know what I mean? Like she was, and I saw a thing. I put, I actually put it on Twitter, but um, Meltzer had put this 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 thing up, and it was a test shot of Raquel Welsh, and she was um, Marianne. Like they they casted her as Marianne from Gilligan's Island. And there's a there's the photo. It, it, it's on my Twitter. Uh, I, I I know I, I. It's somewhere on my Twitter. I don't know, but just see if you can find the picture of Raquel Welsh as Marianne, like when they were cast, like looking to cast her. And I'm thinking, could you imagine like Tina Louise and Raquel Welsh? Like then it would have been a, like, you know that then that's the only way I would I would ever have went with Marianne. <laughs> There we go. God, you wow, guys are... but but very much a different vibe. Then. Yeah, she's fuckable. Yeah, she's yes. so fuckable. I mean, doesn't that's just... have that innocent uh, pigtail girl quality. I don't want that on an island. Right, but but the two characters you'd have to contrast Ginger uh, and Marion. Look at the hips, the thighs. That's the way just the, such. That's a short, such a perfect. That's I lo- and she had that American that Indian visual in her, blue man. chew right there. Yeah, she had that fucking just that 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 American Indian in her that, that fucking high cheekbones and oh god, I just I just really think that that's as beautiful a woman that's ever been on this planet. Mm-hmm. Aged so well too. Uh, Probably with minimal. Well, who knows? Who cares? Surgery, but who knows? Here's one for you. Who the fuck? Is that Brady for 80 movie fucking supposed to bring to the fucking theater? You know it? No. So it's Brady for 80. It's it's like nine to five. Um, there we go. Oh, I saw the trailer. What yeah, I didn't know what it was called. Fuck. My mom will probably see it. Yeah, I mean, I'm thinking like, what are they gonna? Like, go around to fucking nursing homes and play this fucking thing? Like, what the fuck? 
I don't get it. I don't. I don't. I just sometimes I don't get the uh, the market. Yeah, I don't get it. Film market. Uh, yeah, just I, I don't get it. Like, how how did that movie get made? Yeah, I mean, I say that a lot, dude. And uh, there it is. But look at Jane Fonda at like eighty-two or whatever. Well, we're looking at a. a very, I don't give very a f- doctor. Yeah, photo. but you, okay. yeah, I you can see, make you look like that. No, you see show. her. You see her in per, in person. She's she fucking she. You know, I, and I know I, I, every time I put her over on my Twitter or something, I get all these. Ah, you're talking about Saigon Jane. Uh, oh. I'm like ha- Hanoi Jane. Yeah, Hanoi Jane. It's like, yeah. You know, how old is Robert Re- Robert Redford's getting old as fuck. Jane Fonda, eighty five. Mm. Still so that been, see, that's still that, that's still that, working. At this point, that's what I have to do to do my penthouse forum. I'm I'm sixty three years old, semi retired. And I ran into Jane Fonda. Little did I know, she had followed my career while Ted paid for my my contract. Well, one thing led to another, and we went at it. I'm a normal-sized guy, 11 and a half rock hard, the size of a high C can. <laughs> she was around a little, right? I remember guys telling me that. Yeah, um, I saw her here and at, there. At functions. That, I that, saw her here and there. Yeah. Did you, did you, what did you think of Ted? I thought he was great. Yeah. I thought he was great. All the boys say that. I don't know if they're just being polite. but I just liked his, uh, he was just a no-bullshit fucking guy. Right. I like this book. I guarantee you like, that I, if Eric could have just spoken to Ted, that because that Eric Eric is a no bullshit guy, right? You know, it's just like I, I always I always loved that about Eric is you could you could motherfuck him and he'd motherfuck you back, and you'd go out and you you do the business and come back and then that night at the Marriott. He'd sit down next to you. Go, you, you want to drink a beer with me, you prick? Fuck yeah, you son of a bitch. Yeah. And you fucking have a beer, and it was like, and but that's you know what he he was talking the other day on something I was watching one of it, I was watching one of his podcasts, and he goes, then he goes, I'm not some analyst. He goes, I'm just a Detroit guy, and that just man resonated to me because it's the same thing. It's just like. There's just something about Detroit guys that we just kind of have a different kind of take on things. But it's just like, I, I'm not saying I'm, I'm Goldman Sachs. I'm just saying I'm a Detroit guy. <laughs> and I was just like, I, I'm, I'm with you, Eric. I know exactly what you're talking about. Mm. So, Eric and uh, Eric's time in, uh, in WCW, no, AWA, I'm sorry. Eric's time in AWA. His start is a really interesting... He had a very good book, by the way. His first book... I know he's got a book out now, but the first one that I, I guess WWE published... The one uh, is... Controversy Mark- Creates Cash. Cash, is, yeah. Is what it's called. It was an excellent book because his story is very much the... 
the entrepreneurial spirit, the clawing your way up. I mean, no one handed him anything. I mean, no. he was a he was a promotions guy, hawking some toy product and started advertising. And he got fucked with because he was handsome. Oh, oh, because people thought, yeah, yeah. It was, you know, a fucking weatherman and, you know. Yeah, it did kind of have that weatherman look, right? But anyway, so he, he really ground floor buying time on Vern's show. Um, but because, I guess because of the looks, though, too, and his presentational salesmanship, um, he gets a shot holding the stick and um it's really an amazing story uh, that start to executive vice president of wcw and of course everything he did there and convincing guys like Vern first and then later on ted turner um to let it to let him in first to a very protected world and you know Vern was you know very old school that way and having an outsider i only met him one time but you did meet him though yeah, I met him one time. I met him at, uh, we ran the uh, Felt Forum at Madison Square Gardens. At the Gardens? Gardens? Yeah, we ran. I, I, I wrestled Van Hammer that night. And what was what was Vern doing there? He was just there because uh, Greg was, 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 was with the company. Oh, right. What did you think of Greg? He was cool. I mean, he was kind of a dick because we were greenhorns. Uh, but he did um, come down one one time. Like he, like a couple of us, he he showed up at center stage and got in the ring with us and you know showed us some shit. Like he actually put his fucking boots on. And there's not many guys that that, that have any experience. Like I, I tell the Mike Rotunda story all the time where I was working with Mike and I was fucking cutting him in half every night, dropping elbows on him. And he fucking, he sat there at center stage for an hour and a half and let me drop it, fucking elbows on him and slam him and you know, just trying to teach me to work as he was working with me. Mm. And he was just like, and every night he would say, you know, like, we'll do, you know, we'll, we'll lock up and we'd grab a head and, and I was the I was the heel, but he would call the match, and he says it's you know you, you, and we did it, we build it, you know, add another hip toss, add this, add that, you know, it's just real rudimentary. And then it was just like, okay, like when that match was over, we, we were sitting, you know, in in the locker room, and he had walked like to our because heels and baby faces could be in the same locker room and he'd walk down and he said to me he says just so you know because nobody had cell phones just so you know tomorrow you're calling a match and I didn't sleep a fucking <laughs> wink because you know when you first break in man guy says you know this, everything was called yeah Every, like, you know, headlocks. I headlock you? No, motherfucker. You can't be screaming. <laughs> but isn't so. that the way to learn? Eventually, someone's just got to hand it to you and I go, mean, let's, let's see what you do. I, I tell you, and I, I remember when they were going to cut, they were, they were cutting some guys, 
And I heard I heard from from Eric that they were going to cut Mike. And I said, man, I said I'll fucking I'll, I'll pay a salary out of my fucking money. I said, don't cut Mike. And I told Mike that story. I told Eric the story how Mike took care of me. And fucking Eric said, we ain't cutting him. <coughs> so he didn't. No. Oh wow. No. Does Mike know that? No. He does now. We've I've always had the utmost respect for him because on top of that he was a shooter man. Mm-hmm. Robbie, if Robbie Steiner says a guy can go, he can go. Mm. You know, right. I like that whole varsity club thing they did. Mm-hmm. I thought that was a good. Game. Yeah, no, that was cool. Yeah. You know, we're talking uh, talking crossover athletes is what we're talking, which and we're talking Vern. Vern makes me think of Minnesota. They couldn't beat the goddamn Giants, I know that. But listen, we are down to four NFL teams here as we sit here on Monday. Four teams, two conference championship games, and only a few more shots uh, for you to win big on the playoffs with DraftKings Sportsbook. An official. Yeah, we, we sucked a fucking dick this past one. Well... I had one one leg of the parlay was very safe. That was Dallas giving two and a half uh, yeah, but a couple we, of weeks ago. Almost Evans almost caught that ball with like a minute and a half left. We we, right. we, would, we got we would, I thought that we were going to get that cover, but uh, CD Lamb covered the yardage, but uh, I don't think Elliot got in the end zone. No, Elliot didn't get in the end zone. He didn't get a lot of action at all. No, but we're counting down to Super Bowl Fifty Seven. New customers can bet just. $5 and get 200 in free bets instantly. And you can stretch that, man. You can make that work. If you're not a new customer, you can feel the conference championship thrills with our stepped-up same-game parlays, okay? It increases your money exponentially. I love parlaying my action. Take your shot at an even bigger NFL payout and boost your winnings with each leg you add up to 100%. You were- I got Trevor Lawrence throwing five picks. <laughs> what are we putting together? We're putting together a little slip there, aren't we? What do we right got there? Giants, Jaguars. Well, this this might not be up to date for for Monday, but it is that easy, folks. If you see what's happening there, just clicking on your team, and uh, you could parlay those and. Uh, tie them all together it would be a five game parlay it looks like there and it increases your odds um here's what i want you to do i want you to go to draft kings sportsbook go to the app okay uh use code tknp the kevin nash podcast new customers bet five dollars on the conference championships and get 200 in free bets instantly only at draft kings sportsbook with code tknp the kevin nash podcast Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for detail. Steve. Breaking news, everybody. Manscaped now sells beard products. That's right. They are once again revolutionizing men's grooming with the brand new Beard Hedger Pro Kit. Listen to this set. Uh, Listen. From a beard trim to a fresh shave, the technology behind Beard Hedger Pro Kit allows you to shape your signature beard look. Now you can finally use Manscaped products to make your drapes match your carpet by going to manscaped.com and using the promo code CLICK for 20% off and free shipping. 
Grooming does not need to be hard. This is Manscaped's entire push. I love the products. The set I got, obviously I'm not using the beard gimmick, Kevin, different story, but um, I love their products. They're waterproof. You can shave in the shower to avoid all that hair in the sink. The blade is tough on hair, but smooth on your face, leading to single stroke efficiency that brings satisfaction once one stroke at a time. The Pro Kit doesn't end there, though. They have four dermatologist-tested formulations for your post-trim care. First, you've got the beard shampoo and conditioner, okay? You need to remember that your hair is different. All your hair is different. Your beard hair is more coarse. It's easier to damage than the hair on your head. That's why the kit has made shampoo and conditioner specially designed to moisturize reduce ingrown hairs, replace natural oils, and promote your beard health. Next, the kit has Manscaped's beard oil. It's an essential piece for your uh, main facial accessory. And uh, cap off the kit with Beard Balm, a pomade that shapes, styles, moisturizes, and tames for a sculpted look to attract any fellows or dames. The Pro Beard Kit also comes with three gifts, a beard brush, comb, and scissors to ensure your beard is ready to impress. You're looking at it right there if you're watching us on video. There is the kit. And don't forget your 20% off and free shipping comes when you use the code CLICK, K-L-I-Q, at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. And use code CLICK, K-L-I-Q, Manscaped, Beard Hedger, One Stroke, One Guard, 20 Lengths. Thank you, Manscaped. And I, I, I actually yes. use I actually use the uh, the shrub Manscaped. I take it in the shower often and just do the this here and then around here because it's great because it's got the light on it too. You know, so I just, yes, right. Yeah, I you just, can get I the fine it. like a fine line, yeah, straight and I, line. I, I, I knock all this shit off here with it, so it'll be it'll be nice to have the actual phenomenal. Yep, great. Well, I'll be manscaped out. You will, man. And don't forget your ball toner too. That's always a big, a big component. All right. Um, it is time to ask Nash. Hashtag ask Nash if you want to participate. That's how you do. It. And we have fans here too. We have fans in the room, so you guys can participate as well. Okay. Um, let's start with uh, Fernum Schnavitz the third junior. Um, what did you think of the movie The Wrestler? I don't think we ever talked about this. Um, I just it it it, it covered a a a, uh, a piece of wrestling, but to me, it would have been way better had he there was no yin to the yang, like his proficiency or wherever he was at the top was a, 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 that short montage of clippings you know like there wasn't uh a match where he was at a wrestlemania if he would have you know if he would have came from being uh the champion at a wrestlemania to being in that room with six other guys doing that signing there's such there's such more of a yin to the yang and there's so much more of a reason for him to 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 basically continue with you know after the heart attack like he just can't give it up 
like some people that maybe have like a last match that thinking about having another last match and another last so higher match. higher heights. So I just the, yeah, the I just, yeah, is, I just yeah, I just that, that was my only. I thought he did a great job. Uh, I thought it was casted incredibly well. Um, yeah, it was good. It was it was it was an enjoyable movie. I just think that there's another one to be made out there to 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 maybe tell the the big league story. Were you ever around when he was hanging around? Uh, I see him all the time. I, I mean, I've seen I, I, I've seen Mickey for I don't know twenty five years since uh, Wild Orchid out at uh, Gold's Gym, Venice. Okay, he trains out there. Good guy. Pasquale Maggiore, when it comes to podcasts and other media, how much behind-the-scenes information is too much information, and is it too late to put the toothpaste back in the tube? Well, yeah, I mean, God, it's we we know everything right away. There's not we know every behind-the-scenes, every locker room incident that happens. We're debating on the sheets. Every well, this is Ask Nash. This isn't Ask Sean. Go ahead. Well, I Do know. we know too much? I mean, I think that we we keep something. We keep our cards at, at at times. Like a lot of people don't know, and you know, I'm just going to go ahead and say this. But WWE was sold to the, the to the Saudis, and then was bought back. Crazy, not known, but happened. Two day deal. It it happened, and then and Vince, Vince made a billion six on the sale. So you go figure that out. In oil. Uh, how about in the house? Anyone have a question in the house? Uh, we have people here. David, our biggest fan. Kevin, after you guys attacked WCW and you launched Rey Mysterio like a lawn dart into the trailer, what was the vibe like backstage when the locals called the cops for gang activity? I, you know, we, we, the thing was is <clears throat> the, only, the only physicality that was shown was Ray. Everything else was shot like cops, where it was all imp- implied uh, violence. Like they came around the corner, Scott dropped the bat, I dropped the bat. Like those guys were already bent over, so there was none of that really shitty working where you're out in the back going, "Oh, ooh, oh, oh." <laughs> we didn't have any of that. It was just Ray jumped. I caught him. I didn't make a noise when I threw him. The only noise was when his body hit the trailer. <clears throat> and I think that's why it worked. It almost got fucked up because Randy jumped in top of the limousine, which we've talked about a million times. But right. as long as your brother ends up fucking living somewhere in Ecuador, it's all good. Um, I, I do love to hear Kevin Sullivan say lawn dart. Uh, whenever we would bring Landot, yeah, he throwing like Landot through. Love me some Sullivan. Any other live questions? I just got a text um, from Kevin Sullivan. I, I looked at it during the break, and it said, "Love you, Kev." So that's cool. Yeah, that's all you got to say, right? Yeah, and he, he didn't ask me, you know, hey, are you in a bad place? He just said, "I love you." <coughs> love you too, Kev. Sullivan's great. He's the best. Cav Manning, and, oh no, let's do a kickout crew. My question is, how can I get unblocked from Nash since I still don't know why I'm blocked? Mike Whitaker as well. Blocked on Twitter, don't know why. So Mike well, Whitaker and 
cab. You know what? If, if if you're blocked on, on my Twitter, it's because you fucking did something, and you know, I, I don't just block people just to block them. Maybe someone hacked their account. Maybe yeah. someone got the password and said maybe, something. Maybe so, maybe somebody felt the little, little keyboard warrior one night and didn't think that Nash should go back and go through every fucking <laughs> thing that somebody said over the last three days and pick your shit out and block your ass. So guess what? I'm a fucking prick. I'll tell you a great story. I've told it on this show, I believe, before. Guy came up to me at a signing. He said, Nash, you blocked me on Twitter. Uh, can you unblock me? I said, yeah, for 200 bucks. He goes, no, seriously. I said, no, for 200 bucks, I'll unblock you on Twitter. So he gave me the 200 bucks. I unblocked him. By the time he got to the door of the, uh, of the, uh, where he could leave the room, I reblocked him. He turned and walked over. He says, what the fuck? I said, I told you I'd unblock you. I didn't say how long. True story. True story. Cav Manning, gentlemen, let's talk cock. Prior to the show, we heard a maid saw Kevin's hog. Any stories from dating days of women who couldn't take it or women who wanted to date out of curiosity on how much he was packing? Ever had to use a governor because it was too much? Well, I'm, I mean, I'm not a mongoloid. You know, Jesus, I mean, you, you know. You're supposed to have the skills to, to – your job isn't to um, – I think what happens in life is so many guys watch porn and they think that that's what a woman wants. It's like, no, man. If it don't fit, you got to quit. So if it, don't fit, if it don't fit, I ain't hanging around. You know, there's nothing worse than, than, than some girl saying, hey, your cock's too big. And especially when they're blowing you. I want to isolate that and make that my <laughs> ringtone for my phone. <laughs> and they're blowing you and it feels like they got one of those carrot graters on, on your fucking shaft. Oh, just all teeth, right? Yeah, it's just like, you know what? I'm telling you right now. People say there's no such thing as a bad blowjob. Bull fucking shit. And if they fucking, you don't get a second chance to fucking rub my shit raw. I'm check, old. Please. You've done yeah. the check, please. Yeah, I, I, I'm old. But I mean, you know. Well, not now. We're talking about your younger days. Yeah, my days. my, my yeah. younger my younger days. I mean. There's a couple of fucking girls that I've been with that, you know, it's like fucking, you know, swinging a fucking hot dog around at the Hindenburg hangar. They're fucking five nine. You go in there, just like Jesus. So you never know. You never know wow. what you're gonna get. You know. Okay. I've never had a girl look at me and just go, "Oh, this is I, you're too small." So I mean, but I'm not. I'm not. I'm proportionate. Put it that way. Well, yeah, we're talking seven feet tall, though. So, yeah, but my, if you look, if you look, if you look at my hands, like I don't have, like, I, I, I don't know, it's off the rails already. <laughs> Whatever. Zero yeah. gaming, Nash. If you guys uh, would have opened the door when DX invaded W, uh, 
if you guys would have opened the door when DX invaded WCW, how would you have booked a crossover pay-per-view from there? I get it. There wouldn't have been one. <laughs> We'd have probably, Scott and I probably would have got fined. That's true. <laughs> what were you talking about when, when they were doing that? Trying to get that old man to open the fucking gate. In, in retrospect, I should have fucking just blasted his ass. What was like? What was the scene backstage? We nobody knew. We were the Scott and I were at the monitor, and we looked and we said, "We said, oh fuck!" I said, "They're right there," and they were pounding on that thing. And Scott and I ran down there, and they were yelling, "Let our boys go!" Hilarious. Yeah, the good old days, man. We'll never have it like that again. No. Live question in the house. You're here. You waited all this time, so let's get up there. Bobby, Kevin, was there a reason for Hogan to stop wearing the NWO shirt, which he was paid twenty grand to wear and wear other shirts to the ring? I don't think he wore anything but... I think he wore the Hollywood shirt, mm-hmm. but I think that that still had an NWO logo on it. So he was just, you know, he was selling his shirt um, but the merchandise in there was so fucking horrible they didn't keep track of it worth a shit. So, Alex Welding, Kev, any suggestions for raising a son? I have a two and a half year old right now. Sean, any suggestions for raising a daughter? I have a five month old as well. Love them, love them unconditionally. They're gonna, they're gonna, they're gonna fuck up. They're gonna disappoint you. I promise you, you're gonna disappoint them. Uh, it's a give and take, but you have to, and and and, and don't be the dad that stops listening to music after Led Zeppelin. Like I don't listen to anything but ACDC. Grow with your kids; they'll appreciate it. You don't. You don't want to. There is a time. Your son's two and a half, I believe. So you're, you're going to go through this period where you are his God. And then all of a sudden, one day, he's just going to look at you and go, Dad, you're so fucking out of it. And it's going to come. Mm. doesn't matter how fucking hip you are, how cool you are. It's going to come because that's when he starts to see the wisdom in the old man instead of, you're no longer his playmate. You're now his fucking, you're, you become his parent. And then the, you have that, which is pretty, some pretty tough times mm-hmm. when you go through being the parent. And then from that, you get to about 24 and you start to become two men that happen to be genetically, you know, bonded. It's your son, but now it's a it's a man who has his own ideas, his own perceptions, and now you you build a relationship at a different level, which I was just starting to you know to, to get a chance to do, and um, I, I I think that's my biggest thing because you know. Nobody could make me laugh like my son because he knew what, like, we had the same 
shit. Like our shit was the same. Uh, and it just, and, and, and treasure it, man. Treasure every fucking day because you don't, you don't know when, when, when you're going to get called. You don't know when, when something could happen to one of your children, God forbid. So just, just treasure it. Don't think that the, the runs forever. Cause I can, I can, from, uh, from, from personal experience, man, my kid's run got cut short. And, uh, you know, last week I made some off color remarks that, you know, but I would never, uh, for anybody out there, I would never do anything to harm myself because I guess people don't realize I've have a wife that's been with me for 35 fucking years. And it's like, it's not, a, it's, it's never been about me. I, I drive a fucking 05 Mustang. I know it sounds like that skit from fucking uh, Saturday Night Live with fucking, I, I drive a Dodge Stratus. But I do. I drive a 2005 Mustang. I, I don't give a fuck. It's never been about me. It's about the people that I take care of. It, and that's your job. It, it's, your father, you got a daughter, you got a son. Your job is to provide and protect. That's your job. That's all you got for me. Sean, what do you got? Oh, how do I follow that? All well, true. All true. Especially the... Uh especially the savoring every moment and making sure that those times count. I mean, I think that's, I, I remember with my, my first daughter as she was growing, when she gets to those like seven, eight, nine years, when she's getting a little more independent, I looked back and I was talking to my wife and she would get a little like, oh my God, she's grown up so fast. I said, yeah, but I, I was here as much as I could be I I didn't want to be elsewhere other than work and you have to do that but I made the most of all my time I spent a lot of time and today you know my my daughter who's 17 we there is that natural gap uh with some stuff but she says to me and my wife still um I, I love hanging out with you guys because you're cool and I guess that speaks a little bit to what Kevin said about, like, you know, don't don't lose touch with stuff uh, like the Led Zeppelin reference. Don't lose touch. Be be available and be yourself. Don't don't take this. Uh, don't assume this God role in trying to be a parent. Be yourself. Let them see your wrinkles. Let them let them see your mistakes because they'll have them too. And when they do, they'll know it's okay because they saw it uh, from a young age. And uh, you said your daughter's five months. It's not too soon to start saving for college. Oh. And make sure you're changing fucking diapers. And like, oh, get in there, get in yeah, there. Oh, get yeah, the get the fuck in there. in there, man. Get in there, man. Let them see that. My my That's wife. Important. The deal was, she she breastfed at night. I'd I'd come get him out of the bassinet. He slept on the side of the bed, and she'd breastfeed him. Then I'd take him and change the diaper and. I changed the first diaper every day, whether it was three in the morning, five in the morning, whatever it was, and so she could get some sleep. And it was just like you're you're a team. You got it, but yeah, definitely got to you know you got to get in there, man. Word. We got in there today, man. What more Fuck can we yeah. say? Ah. 
Good God. I, I, it goes something like this. Hello? Who is it? Belushi County Sheriff. What can I do for you? We're here for a wellness check. Are you fucking kidding me? You know, if you could have saved this all for a few days from now, you could have been on that show, that live uh, PD show oh, that I yeah. watched up there. But you know what? My buddy turned me on to it. It was over at my buddy Joey Biggs' house, and he turned me on, and it's like, man, Volusia County and Daytona Beach is fucking, I mean, they get some fucking, they're in every every other episode. Yeah, they they ride with them uh, every weekend. It's two separate units. They have one crew with the county and then one crew yeah. with the city. And uh, yeah, it's always uh, it's always an adventure when they have a call. Oh, yes. Uh, but I can tell you that Click This is a production of Butch and Sundance Media produced in association with Podcast Heat. Uh, created by Tristan Ash, Kevin Ash, Sean Oliver, producer Steve Kaufman, graphics by Dominic D'Angelo, title sequence and audio edit by Wesley Burleson, theme song by Dale Oliver, technical research by Tristan Nash, copyright 2023, Butch and Sundance Media. Kev, are you going to be alive to do another one? I mean, God willing. I mean, I, fuck, I, I have no... Um, product in my hair this is fucking just i've been taking this colostrum product my hair's growing like a month I mean, I, look at my, my skin i have never had any botox or anything 63 i mean i'm too fucking handsome not to be on this fucking planet i don't know for me. <laughs>